This week on Lead One, decluttering your mind. Welcome to the Lead One podcast, where our mission is to lead leaders through leadership. The goal is to get 1% better every day. Let's see what Drew and the guys have to say. Welcome back to Lead One podcast. I've got the crew with us this morning, Brandon France and Sam Buck. What up? So... We came up with this topic after uh, listening to a couple podcasts and really realizing as a group that all of us struggle with um, decluttering our brains, uh, keeping a system. I, I know one thing that I'm guilty of is thinking that my head can be my calendar. And I don't know if it's a combination of life's getting busier and I'm getting older, but that's not working so well for me anymore. Um, and, and there's a guy named David Allen. He's not a um, cognitive scientist, but uh, he's certainly an expert in this space and has developed systems and works with several executives on um, a, a system of kind of an inbox and an outbox in regards to everything in your, you know, in your life, not just in business. And one of the lines that he has is your, your brain is for ideas not holding them. Mm. You know, he talks about if your calendar's in your head, your head is a, is a crappy office. Um, and so, you know, he, he talks about the referencing that there's a reason why at three in the morning you think you need batteries. And when you're at the hardware store, you can't remember that you need batteries, right? Because your brain is not wired to think about things in, in the order of which you need them. And and how those thoughts take up cognitive real estate. So I'm, I'm going to kind of open it to you guys as, as along these, the lines of this topic. All right. So um, as everybody know, I got five uh, little girls. Um, and we're more organized at home than I am at work. Um, and, it's, and it's because of my wife. She's, she's the organized queen. You know, kudos to you. Um, but she has, you know routines for everybody she got morning routines for everybody list you know like if they have to clean up the kitchen there's a list there to check off everything that needs to be cleaned up um if if it's uh and even for myself like she got she got a list of stuff that she don't want to think about that she think i can handle and it's there and it's a list of things to do blah 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 but i think um all these systems are in place so you don't have to think about them. So you could, so things could just get done and you can use your mind to, uh, to do more important things or more, um, you know, stuff that takes more thought versus, you know, little stuff around the house. But at work, I'm still trying to develop um, systems and systems that make sense to me. I know I, I, I I um, listened to uh, Dave Melser. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Dave Melser. He he says that um, you got to be a slave to your calendar, um, and that's what I'm working on at work. Just putting you know my free time in the calendar, putting the things you know my appointments in the calendar. Um, he says he says um, like at the beginning of the year he put all his. Um, he puts all his like vacations in first, you know what I mean? And then all his family stuff is in his calendar first. And then he organizes his work around his family stuff. So he, so it's not getting stepped on by his work. 
Um, but yeah, I'm working on all those type of systems at, at work. I don't do a good job of it. So when we had this uh, topic and we're able to, you know, deep dive into, you know, people and how they organize their work life and their their um, home lives, you know, I was excited to try to learn something new. You know, one of the things that was interesting that I thought David mentioned in this particular podcast was the the idea of, of cognitive real estate, that, that you're you know, if you looked at it, that your brain only has so much capacity and a, a general thought takes up X number of space and at some point you're maxed out. Um, you know, he made the, the, there was a, I guess, a quote from Albert Einstein that said, why do I need to remember my own phone number when I can look it up? It's not a lack of intelligence. He's just saying that I'm not going to take up brain power with remembering those things and talking about Andrea making lists, you know, that, that gets it out of her brain. And I think one of the things that I'm guilty of, and the reason that I probably don't keep a more detailed calendar is one, I probably have a little too much confidence in my brain, but also it's the discipline of taking the time to either write something down or enter it in, into that calendar and then becoming reliant upon it. Um, and so, you know, the, the concept that he uses is, Step one is, is literally everything that's taken up space in your mind, you put it on a piece of paper, everything, and you make, you put it in a stack. Step two is then going through and determining an action for every single one of those things that has your attention, um, which to me is like, would be pretty overwhelming to do. Um, but I realize I'm, I'm, I'm so guilty of this because for instance, um, this week I can, there's a little project that I've got to get done work-wise, it's going to take me about 10 minutes. It's not, it's not super imperative from the standpoint of it's got to be done right now. But I was, when I was thinking about this episode today, I, 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 I kept thinking about this, this little project and the fact that I bet I've thought about it 80 times this week. And it would take me 10 minutes to get it done. But I've not budgeted the time to get it done. And I think about now, looking back, look at all the real estate and the brain power I have spent thinking about. Usually it's on my drive home. I think, man, I didn't get that done today. I got to get that done tomorrow. And tomorrow comes and goes. And so I, that's just something that I'm struggling with. And, and it's, I think it's a discipline thing. For me, I, th- I think systems do create a consistency uh, and ability to evaluate um, your actions. I think sometimes when you don't have a system or something, you're working, right? You're doing things, but you don't know how to evaluate it. Sometimes you end up working in circles. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And I think uh, systems create, um, I think systems create a consistency. You know what I mean? Consistency obviously creates uh, productivity. And I think, um, you know, for me, systems have always been a big challenge because I, my brain is always thinking about, 30 different things at one time. Um, but I'd have noticed probably over the last couple months, um, as we may notice, I, <laughs> I've uh, been able to focus in on certain aspects at certain times. Now, I'm, it's still a work in progress, but it's like it helped my efficiency, That if that makes sense. Like efficiency, like it's just a, it's a certain level of discipline that goes into systems. And you have to overcome that 
um, a little bit at a time. Like I believe we, we talked about before how you can't just make a, a overall change. You know, like if you're trying to get up earlier, what you don't get up two hours earlier right away. You get up 15 minutes earlier, right. and then the next week you get up another 15 minutes earlier, and you keep that process going till you achieve your goal. I think I'm at the place now where I'm realizing the areas um, that I really need to implement a lot more structure. And then trying to implement a step by step, still a work in progress. By far, nowhere near where it needs to be, but I think I'm trying to get a little bit better at it. I have to agree with you. Um, I've ran my whole life in my brain. You know, I'm realizing the older I get, the busier I get, the harder it is. Uh, especially when you have children, you know, um, it's it's really hard because. Um, there's no system. Well, there are systems for children, you know, bedtime, nap time, dinner time. But, you know, you, I find myself that if Drew, actually, you started it um, when you started sending out uh, emails, email reminders for meetings. And I realized, wow, that's one less thing I actually have to think about because it just pops up on my on my phone. And it's I went home and I incorporated that. Uh, I never told you that. I went home and incorporated that because Misi was saying to me, well, you know, we got a doctor's appointment on Wednesday or this bill is due on the 22nd. I'm like, listen, I'm not doing this with you anymore. <laughs> Send it to me in a reminder and put it in a, a calendar reminder that's going to pop up every day on this date. And if it's something uh, baby related, doctor's appointment, put it in a calendar, send me and put it as a reminder, you know, a day before, two days before, whatever it is. Stop telling me things the day of because the day of is, is it just creates more chaos in my brain. And I'm realizing more and more that despite how successful I can be in business, when it comes to uh, the, the finite things and, you know, as far as what it takes to be successful, I can do it all when it comes to just hand, managing myself. But when it comes to managing like you said, Brandon, a family, a household, you know, other businesses outside of your day-to-day -day business or just appointments and places you need to be or things you need to do. If you don't write it down or if, if I don't write it down and, I'm, and I'm, I'm struggling with writing it down, that's the other part of it. I'm struggling with writing it down. And it, that's taking a brain space, the brain space of just writing it down. And I'm struggling with that every week saying, oh, God, I really need to do better writing this down. Oh, God, I really need to do better writing right. it down. Yeah, it's taking up that real estate. Yeah, and um, even this morning, this morning on the way to work, something as simplistic as I need to go to the bank because I need to move some money around. And I've been meaning to do this for the last couple of weeks. And I got, and every day I say, all right, when I get a chance, I'm going to do it. When I get a chance, I'm going to do it. Well, I think that's the hardest part is starting the system. It's starting that thing. It's it's like going to the gym. Sometimes the hard part isn't isn't doing the workout. It's actually getting up, getting your butt to the gym. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I think starting that system or starting anything is usually the hardest part. Well, and it kind of takes us to that. You know, the quote we've all heard about: if you know, if you, if you don't run the day, the day runs you. Yeah. And that's kind of to the point. If you don't budget time to go to the bank, the next thing you know, it's five o'clock and you can't go to the bank anymore. Yeah. Um, Dry cleaning. You know, and and I'll piling up. Macy may uh maybe maybe listening to this episode. I'm gonna be in her corner on this one, and that because I know I'm guilty of this is uh the the day the day of 
telling you something probably wasn't the first time she told you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Brady would be all over me about that. Like, listen, you know, I told you three times before this. And so there's several steps to, to like David Allen's methods, for instance, but there were three that kind of jumped out to me. And I was curious maybe what your guys' methods are. It was it's capture, clarify, and and organize. So capturing that's, I think that's the note taking it down. That's on, on that's the paper. taking the notes. You know, and one of the things that I thought about is when you go to a meeting, why do you take notes? So you can remember what's what's missed. Right. Because you don't want to miss something, right? Yeah. Are you going to use everything that you wrote down? No. No, but you're not going to remember it all. So so that's why you take notes. So but then when you leave the meeting, what do you do with those notes? You should review them. Right. To in order to do what? To highlight, highlight what's to, to figure out what you're going to yeah. implement. You're not going to implement the entire four pages worth of notes. You're going to implement a couple of those things. So that's the the clarify part. Um, he talks about. He, he said he says uh, he said um, identifying what done is, and right. that was that was crazy um, because a lot of times you got these you got a bunch of stuff in your you know to do list or in your calendar, and it's just stuff i think he's what he said he said he had his mother's name wrote on on his to-do list exactly. and then he's like what does that mean you know what i mean what are you why do you have your mother's name there well and you think about it's okay so we're we're getting into christmas time so i can make a list of the things that i need to do one of those would be christmas gifts for brady i can write that down and instantly i'll feel a little better about myself because i now have that on a list but if that list lays on my desk for three weeks, every time I look at it, on, it almost creates more stress because what I have not done is figured out what I'm getting her for Christmas. Yeah. So now I've just put the thought on a piece of paper, but if I haven't, that's the clarify aspect. Yeah. If I haven't clarified what I'm going to do about that particular item, then now it's just on a piece of paper and honestly, it's just staring me in the face. I think a part of clarification too is understanding when it should be done by... You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, give yourself a, a, give yourself a, a deadline because sometimes to, it's, this is today's to do list or this yeah. is this week's to do list. I think sometimes that, um, that time element kind of. Well, and I think too, one of the reasons that, for instance, Andrea's list works is you heard Brandon say earlier, she makes him a list. Yeah. And I guarantee you that she instantly feels better about Brandon's list because she knows when she gives it to Brandon, it's, like, it's out of her mind. Because mm-hmm. that's her action item. She's not blowing the leaves outside, but she knows Brain is going to do it because yeah. it's on the list now. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a difference between making a list and then making a list that that you've already determined what the action of those items are going to be. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, do y'all use lists in your life? In my life? No, I just got scolded at the grocery store on Sunday. Drew <laughs> was like, you don't have a list of what you need? I was like, uh, No. So I was creating the list as I picked up stuff. <laughs> That's kind of backwards. <laughs> it's not, and I end up forgetting a couple things. You know what I mean? And I and then um, I don't why, know. why 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 don't we have lists? Because I think it's a it's a it's it's a it's a machismo thing, man. Like we think we well, can figure it out sometimes. Well, for me, I have a list. Uh, well, Misi has a uh, we have a whiteboard in our pantry closet, and and the rule of the house says. When something is, when you're done uh, with whatever it is that you use, if you finished it, write it on a board. Put it on the list. Put it on a list. So that way when we, you know, going to the grocery store, we just take a picture of that list and 
And I will say. Otherwise, you're thinking all week about the fact that Sunday when we go to the grocery store, I need ketchup. Yeah, right. You're thinking about it. And it does make my life a lot easier. And then when you go to the grocery store, you forget the ketchup. You forget the ketchup. Right. Yeah. It does make my life a lot easier. And I probably should, you know, use that grocery list example and, and, you know, incorporate that in my day-to-day of just when I come in in the morning, what's my top things that I need to get done today before I can say that my day is done. But I think that the, the idea of list also pivots towards goals, right? So if you're writing your goals down, you have a systematic way of approaching each one of them. And I think sometimes we know what our goals are sometimes, but we don't write them down or we don't. Uh, Guilty. Yeah. You know, we say this is my goal, but what action steps have we taken to 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 systematically get to that goal? You know, we just say this is my goal, whatever. I'm going to knock my goal out and you're working, but you don't have a systematic approach to to know how you're getting there. So you can't evaluate correctly. You can't tweak correctly. And, you know, you can't improve upon whatever their goal is. And that's even with leading people. You know, at the end of the day, we always want the people that we lead to be successful, um, to, to achieve their goals. But one, we got to know what their goals are. That means putting it down. And that means we got to uh, hold people accountable. For instance, if I'm leading someone and um, I don't know what their income goals are, right? And we didn't write down what that takes for each day, each week. I can't hold them accountable to that, so I can't lead them the right way. So I think those lists are it carries over not just in personal life, but in leading people in business. Sure, I think people are scared of those lists. Uh, are scared of actually writing it down because then it makes it real. Well, and I think the I think the struggle. I think younger people tend to struggle with this more um, because I don't know maybe they like the wisdom of realizing that having some of these processes in place make your life better. Um, it, but also, I don't know for. I think part of it is just maybe being a male and thinking like, nah, I don't need to, I don't need to write this. I don't need to admit that I can't, I can't remember this or, um, ego. And, and yeah. one of the things that I, that I took away that I, I'm going to implement as far as clarify is that is the two minute rule. Um, you know, David talked about the fact that, you know, the touch it once rule isn't really applicable. You know, the example I think he used was, if it was the touch it once rule, you know, when you wrote down you needed cat food, you'd actually have to go buy cat food right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not that's that's not feasible. But if it takes if it can be done in less than two minutes, or maybe from a leadership standpoint, if it could be delegated in less than two minutes, do it right then. Right then. It takes longer to, to going back to the capture, it takes longer to capture and organize than it would to just get the task done completely. Um, so if it's an email that pops in, instead of reading it, this is what I'm guilty of. I read the email and I'm like, Ooh, I need to do something about that, but I'm not going to do it right now. So I'm going to mark the email as unread. I do that too. And then I'm going to come back to it later. I feel seen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we're all guilty of that. And so it's like, if you can respond to that email in less than two minutes, do it right then and get it off your plate. And then... The other thing is organize, and this is the part that um, I'd really, you know, like some feedback on. If our listeners would leave some comments about what is the, I mean, there's a million different calendar systems, programs. There's Outlook, Google, the calendar that's built into your iPhone, and I really want to know, like, which is the best one to use. And 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 I think that's where that's really where you free up that cognitive real estate is when you have a some type of technology aspect that you can depend on to know 
where do I need to be tomorrow, the day after, two weeks from now? And I'll, I'll give you an example of really what's kind of opened my eyes to this is, so my mother-in-law runs a, a she's CEO of a healthcare system. And it, it's always interesting to me. I mean, it can be eight o'clock the night before and my wife could ask her, hey, what does your schedule look like tomorrow morning? Can you do this or that? And she pulls out her phone and says, oh, no, I don't have any meetings in the morning. But at 8 o'clock, now I'm not saying this applies to all meetings. I'm sure if it's a board meeting or something super important, she's preparing, right? But a lot of times, the night before, she doesn't know what time the meeting is because she's, and it, I, I think about, think about her, how free her mind is to focus on things that a CEO of a healthcare system should be focusing on, not wondering, is my meeting at 8 or at 8.15 in the morning? And that's what I'm because I'm not using that organizational tool. I'm my cognitive real estate's being taken up by what time are my meetings tomorrow? Because they might they might be written down, but I guarantee what what my system is they're written down on a piece on a calendar or a piece of paper here at my office. So when I'm going to bed at home, I can't I, that tool's not there, right? Now I do like I'll be honest, I do like Google Calendar because it integrates in your Microsoft system, it integrates uh, on your phone, and you can pull it up anywhere. And I think we started using that for a lot of our teams, and that yeah, that was a game changer. It was a game changer. They are pushing notification you. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So do you have do you download a separate app for that? Not really. No, I just uh, it's I connected use, to my phone. Yeah, I use it um on the computer on the too. computer. But the the iPhone will link Apple ca- Calendar to the Google Calendar, so you'll get an Apple Calendar. So um, the calendar that comes on your iPhone. If you're, you're about. if your email is on your phone, your that calendar, one, that one right there. Yep, your email is on your phone. Like everything that I have, uh, all my different email addresses. It's connected. not the Apple Calendar, right? It's it's the Google Calendar. I feel like it's but it's linked to this one. But it's linked to the Apple Calendar, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. But you can choose which calendar based on what email address is linked to. Yeah, I know we have um we have an email where, you know, all our family stuff goes in. Oh well but, but look, my email's already linked. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all you got. My do. eleven o'clock right there. Boom. Exactly. I'm Boom. not even using this. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But we have a family calendar, um well a family email where like our family events go into that calendar, but it also pushes it it's Google Calendar also. And it pushes it to my iPhone too, so it's so I feel like the Google Calendar is like psh, that changed that changed the game for for me, especially here working in the office and you know linking them together, taking what I found out in the office, bringing it home, um, and so I know what's going on. I need to be better at it too, Drew. I'm the same way. I'll write it down on paper, but like you said, that paper sitting in in the office and I'm sitting at home doesn't really help me. One of the things, Brandon, you mentioned this earlier when he talked about what what is the definition of done or completed or what does done look like? And one of the concepts that he talked about was the fact that in business, I mean, you're really, are you ever done? I, I mean, you know, maybe if you're, if you're in a manufacturing business, okay, the, the product is made, packaged, shipped, we might could say that that's done. But when it comes to sales, there could always be there could always be more sales, right? There yeah. could always be more growth. And he, he talks about, he defined it as like ambient anxiety, which is the pool of opportunity. 
And so I guess it's that, you know, like 2 a.m., like, man, how are we going to get this done? How, or how are we going to, how are we going to reach that next level of growth? And, um, and I, I think to some degree, some of that is good, but he also, you got to figure out how to relax. And this was kind of eye opening for me was, um, he, he compared it to athletics and Sam, you could probably relate to this. Maybe it is how much time does an athlete spend resting and how important that is. Um, and not only resting, but also stretching. Um, and the, that in karate, it's not about strength. I mean, you know, you look at, uh, what's that? Jackie Chan. You know, he wasn't a big dude, right? No. But it's about quickness. The quickness is what breaks the board, breaks the stone. It's not the actual strength of the karate chop, if you will. And that a tense muscle is a slow one. So if that muscle isn't relaxed, isn't stretched, and the and the brain is a muscle. And so it, I just, I, I think in today's time, we're all guilty of that, of not taking that time that time to relax um, and really viewing the brain as a, as, as a, as a muscle. Um, I think a lot of us use and abuse it and, and sometimes don't take care of it. It's a lot more powerful than we, uh, than we know. One thing that he said, I do remember that is that, um, you know, after doing an hour's worth of work, you should stop and go for a walk and let your brain breathe so that way, for that next hour, you could be even that much more. You could be that much more effective. That's we like, tend to. It's like the Power Fifty uh, system that we got here, right? Mm, yeah. So we tend to do the opposite. We just we walk in here and we're just going, 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 going until it's like, oh my god, I'm hungry. All right, we go run and go get something to eat. Come back, keep going, 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 going. Oh my god, I'm so tired. All right, I'm going home. We don't actually break up that day to to get that uh that give our brains that moment of that moment of of time to heal or to breathe and we need to be better about that because like you said brandon we do it in uh, while we're cold calling you know we do maybe an hour and we stop mm-hmm. right and we, we tell the people okay we'll come back at it in another hour you know hour later or whatever and we need to implement that and just how we work as well and you, and you know this b you work out all the time you if you can't consistent you can't do bench press for an hour <laughs> you, you 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 do the exercise you you rest then you come back at it. Yeah, when you you actually get bigger if you work work out three days a week. Then if you, then work, if you out work out day. five days, six days a week, and right. it's because of that rest and well, you the know, muscle your, builds your muscle. when it's healing. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, well, guys, I, I I'll, I'll take us back to the I guess the tangible item is those three points to determine what your capture tool is, clarify what the actions item item is on it. And then organize it in some system outside of your brain. Facts. And I'm going to do a better job of that. Indeed. Same. Y'all have a good week. If you got 1% of value from this podcast, do us a favor. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell your friend. Tell your coworker. Until we meet again. Lead one. Lead one.